0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to We The Process, episode 9, with Tim and Paul.
1: What's up, Paul? Nothing much, Tim. Just always great to come off that Eagles W. Long weekend. Had the Sixers blue and white game. Blew me away. Yeah, it's always
0: solid recording on Monday. Coming off, you know, like an Eagles win or just an Eagles game in general. You know, you get all jazzed up on Sunday and you're like, wait, tomorrow I'm recording We The Process. Let's go. Exactly. It's always a great feeling. There's
1: always something to pick from the game that we can talk about that we can get excited about. Exactly. Win or lose. But
0: um, this week... We have a special guest. Um, his name's Dan Morgan. He writes for a blog called Roundball Revolution. Um, what's the Twitter? At Roundball underscore Rev. I believe so. Yes. Let me double check the Twitter. Let's go. I have the site writing, but not the Twitter. You can follow Dan on Twitter and Instagram at Mandorgan um, for all your Sixers needs as of late. I, I love it. Um, and if you're occasional picture you just want to look at, and he's, he's just got solid content. But yeah, for Roundball Revolution, it's at roundball underscore rev. Um, a Sixers blog just starting up. Um, Dan, you want to tell us a little bit about the blog?
2: Yeah, it's uh, I, I got lucky. I stumbled across it. I was actually wearing a, uh, a step over t shirt. I got this NBA Jam Embiid Simmons shirt from the Step Over guys. And I was wearing it to a local show about a week ago, and a dude noticed it and pointed it out and told me he knew Jim Adair. Oh, uh, nice. you know, who does the uh, the step over podcast and does the shirts and stuff? And we were just walking. I told him that i had been writing about the Sixers for about a year, and he told me he was starting the blog. And I asked if he needed more writers. He said, "Yeah." So, got lucky. Yeah, yeah. just <laughs> stumbled right into that. One. That's <laughs> always good. Yeah, that's I, great. If I wasn't wearing the shirt, I probably don't get don't even talk to the guy. Oh so, that's yeah. why I
1: always wear obscure ass shirts everywhere. It's just like, it's a nice conversation starter, and especially if you're in where were you at in Philly when that happened? In a uh, Oakland and Collinswood. Oh, okay. With Lula. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Now, it, it's funny about the t-shirt, because like,
1: conversation starter, as
0: soon as you got out of your car when we got here, I'm like, yo, my gosh, is that... Is yeah, that I, got, I got the Larry
1: 3 shirt on, the PMT, <laughs> Let's I'm go. award-winning listener. Of course, we, uh, we all probably know that by now, but we're all big PMT fans.
0: <laughs> um, but
1: yeah, uh,
0: Dad's coming on the show to us to break down. I mean, the Sixers start Wednesday, start preseason Wednesday, so when this is released... Um, the Sixers will be playing their first preseason game that night, which is really exciting. And we want to get Dan on here to you know, hype everyone up even more, if that's even possible. Um, I, I don't know how much more my hype can go up, but it's definitely going up now that we have Dan on.
1: Yeah, you can really feel, you can take the temperature of the city. Everyone's really excited. Obviously, Dan said he was at the game yesterday, and the place was going nuts, pretty much.
2: That's what I thought was crazy about yesterday, too, is it's Eagles Sunday. I know you guys are going to talk about it, but... You know, that scrimmage is, you know, everyone's in line at eleven, doors at twelve, things at one. And I'm like, man, like I'm actually surprised this many like I know this is a football town. Exactly. Eagles are always number one, but that place was I mean, free tickets, but capacity sold out. Right. And uh it's funny. The first thing they did was that Brett Brown talked to everybody, and Brett Brown went for the cheap pop. and said, "We're gonna make sure we get you out of here in time to get home and watch Eagles love football." <laughs> and uh, if you guys saw the pick of Carson Wentz at a presser the other day wearing oh, yeah, 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 the Sixers T-shirt, six like it's all it's, it's all it's awesome. all coming together. Absolutely. They're all intertwined now. Absolutely. It's awesome.
0: We got a lot to get to this episode, guys. Um, thanks for checking it out. But we're gonna get this going. With the process. Let's go. Four is over with. Well, until Monday Night Football tonight, but we know it's over because the Chiefs are totally going to beat the Redskins. But week four, Eagles 26, Chargers 24, the Eagles are 3-1. and one.
1: Kyle? It's a little bit closer of a game than I would like to have, but, you know, a win's a win. I thought Doug really, really just got in everyone's hearts trying to pound the ball 39 times, 40 times, however many times that was. I love it. It's just amazing. Yeah, ground and
0: pound. Like, just like I haven't – I can't remember the last time the Eagles, like, ran the ball like that. Obviously, when I was younger, like, Juice Staley and stuff like that. But they have, like, three running backs that are just, like – they have certain plays for each. And it's, like, it's awesome. Like, I don't know – I don't know what they're doing it, but I like it. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: really like that they – they really have not tried to disguise anyone. They bring in Blunt. They bring in Smallwood and Clement. And they're all running sort of the same plays with everyone. So you're not saying, oh, Blunt's in the backfield – He's going to run straight up the middle. They're doing everything. Running him out of shotgun, running him out of I-formation, and all that kind of stuff.
0: Not only is he, like, LeGarrette Blunt taking up the middle, he's, like, murdering people up the middle, which is, like, the greatest thing to see. Like, it's, like, what he was advertised as. You know, people jumped off ship really early with him, um, wanting to cut him in preseason, I've heard a few times. But, you know, LeGarrette Blunt looks like, with a minimum role, like, he had... Uh, 16 carries. I mean, that's still a decent workload, but I mean, he had 136 yards and 16 yeah, carries. Amazing. Like he's just making the most of his time and just like making sure he's that number one guy.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, him and Smallwood each like average like almost like six yards a carry. Yeah, absolutely. Which it, is great.
0: It's it's wild.
1: Um, but like, you know, before the year,
0: week four, would you say the Eagles would be three and one at this point? I mean, if
1: you I mean, mean you if know you me, said yes. I, was, yeah. I have them uh, sixteen and zero baby. Let's yeah, absolutely. Because you're like the most but not really. I've ever met. Most people
2: didn't because three of the four were on the road too. Exactly, and three of them were the AFC road. West absolutely. on the road games. So yeah. if you're saying you went two and zero on your AFC West
0: swing? Like nobody would have guessed. that. Absolutely, exactly. and they hung with the Chiefs in that game too. So Great. could the, could the Eagles be four and zero? Like. You could say absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're all within one possession. Like, if Elliott they were- makes a 30-yard field goal, they win that game. Exactly. exactly. Remember,
2: he came in that game, misses that field goal. He hasn't missed since, sense, thank God. But right. for all the praise he's getting, he missed a chip shot that when you look at that
0: score, yeah. there you go. That's that game. Absolutely. Yeah. Not that I, I don't love him.
2: No, I, yeah, he's the man.
1: We all love him now. Yeah. Especially he, once you hit that one of those long guys that just went us the game – you just what? win us over he'll forever. Be, yeah, he'll be in our hearts forever. I might get a jersey. I don't know. Oh no way. Do they even sell jerseys? Kicker jersey. That's uh, a bold move. That is wild. I don't know if they sell them, but shit, I might fucking macrame myself. Yo, if you get
0: that, you you have to wear it every Eagles game
1: this year. Well, every my, uh, time I see you on Sunday at Nick's house, Thursdays at my work is football jersey Thursday, and my supervisor walks in, he's got a number four Eagles jersey on. I'm like, yo, is that Jake Elliott? He turns it's around Kevin and Paul. fucking Kevin Collins. No! Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. Huge bio.
0: Dude, every, oh, no. every, that
2: should be a national thing that on Thursdays you wear football stuff to yeah. wear. Yeah, no, like, absolutely. If, if bump, like, I have an yeah. Eagles polo I wear every Monday, but I want to wear my jersey. I want to wear it on Thursday or yep. Friday. Like, yeah. I just want to go. We got on. that
1: freelance now. We can wear our jerseys as we please. Oh, wow. Well, that's pretty wild, man. Just that's a Thursday, pretty fun yeah. place to work. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, say
2: um, I have a question for you guys. Absolutely. So... I was saying this last week, and then it carried into this week. And I'm wondering which one, you may have felt more about this, but last week when he had that field goal, 61, franchise long, I was literally screaming, we never win this game. Like, right, this he, is not the game. But exactly. then yesterday, I'm sitting there, and it's 26-24, and I'm like, we never win this game. Like, I'm not sure which one is more the game we never win. That's a I th- think really it's yesterday.
0: Yeah, it is absolutely yesterday. Because, because we'll the Giants. Closing out, closing out an opponent.
1: Is what has been the Achilles heel lately? Yeah, um, yeah, I would definitely say yesterday. Uh, absolutely, I 100% agree with you. I actually saw a stat today that Eagles were one in six last year in one possession games, and now we're already two and one in one possession games right. so far on the season. So we already, we could say we doubled it. Right. All right. <laughs> Let's go.
0: <A> little <laughs> doubling, but that man—that was like the greatest question yeah, we've man. ever gotten on this podcast. <laughs> That's- that's, of course. That's amazing. In person. Yeah. But, again, so the Eagles are 3-1. The run game, obviously. Um, LeGarrette Blount, um, 136 yards on 16 attempts. Wendell Smallwood, 34 yards and 10 attempts. And a touchdown. Corey Clement, uh, 30 yards with 10 attempts still. That's pretty yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, and what I really liked about Corey yesterday is – that Doug obviously trusts him. Absolutely, he was giving him the ball like on third and one. I'm pretty sure he converted twice, and that's that's game on the line. Third mm-hmm. and one. That like he iced it with those first downs, and I couldn't believe he was in there. But he, I mean, he stepped. Yeah, off. he showed great vision. He went right in the hole. He saw guys on the ground. He kept his eyes up. He just stepped right over everyone in stride. I love it. Corey looks like he could develop into a pretty good back. Right, and like people were talking about, like, why
0: did we draft Sidney Jones? We should have you know, traded up and drafted Dalvin Cook. Maybe we did get a running back out of this
1: draft, but he was an undrafted free. Agent, I mean, Dalvin Let's Cook go. has a torn ACL now, yeah. So, yeah, I know. My face is, is in shambles. Uh, I forgot about that, yeah. I'm sorry, it's still, rough. It's still raw, well. man. It's yeah. uh, it's tender, <sighs> it's gonna be a rough week. Well, it's all right. I was down two points yesterday. I'll show you guys. Uh, I needed Chris Carson to get two more points, <laughs> broke his fucking leg more like, more <laughs> like two broken, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He broke out. his leg, and I was just like, I needed literally two points. But uh, it's yeah. Whatever, as far as running the ball goes, too. Uh, the Eagles total. Had 214
0: rushing yards to the Chargers, 58. You know, that's Jordan Hicks back yesterday. That's Nigel Bradham back. That's Michael Kendricks making plays. I mean, that's dude. That's Bo Allen coming Bo in. Bo Allen really had, plays. Had, a, Bo had, Allen had a game. Yeah, he did. He and Timmy game.
1: Jernigan
2: is, like, not getting enough talk for the acquisition. I love like, it. That's fine. I, I, that's I love him, totally too. Fine. He goes nuts.
0: I love, I love it. it. He, he loves being here. He loves playing. Mm-hmm. He, he's a baller. Like, he just, you know... The, the Eagles' identity for like most of the two thousands and the nineties, like late nineties, was defense, 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 and it's starting to like Jim Schwartz is that just tough guy that you want as your defensive coordinator, um, and it, I don't know, everyone's just buying into Doug. Like they all have Doug's back. Like you can just tell. Um, it, it's just there's no bad attitudes on the team. I, there's just this mesh. It, I love it. Yeah. Um, and they're the finding ways to win these games and. I feel so good about it. I feel so good about, like, tight NFC East games now, like, down to the wire. Like, I am, I'm really confident they're going to be able to pull these games out. Yeah. And, like, again, going forward, four of their next five games are home. Like, this is great. Mm-hmm. Like It's a good know, stretch.
1: I, I love it. I'm, I'm just shit. really excited about the birds right now. Yeah, one thing I did like is you could tell sort of throughout the season that Doug and Jim are both, you know, they're malleable. They're changing up. They're learning from what's going on. They're actually changing their strategy a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously you see Doug Peterson with the runs. You've seen, um, what's his name, Schwartz sending the guys on blitzes more, playing a little bit more up on the press a little bit because obviously we were getting torched last week on like .3 second release time by Eli Manning. Yeah. But you just see them taking taking what everyone's giving them and learning from
0: it. I, lo- I love it, man. Um,
1: but, yeah. Carson had you know seventeen
0: for thirty one two forty two and a tutty yesterday, you know, uh, but, um, and like, the last thing I wanted to touch on about this week four matchup is like the way the Eagles fans travel. Um, Carson said after the game like he's not even surprised about the support anymore that, that, that the Eagles fans it, it's just it's just unbelievable. You know you have Eagles chance in in a stadium a, a, a soccer stadium out in L A. which again is <laughs> it, a disgrace. It, it raises the question of like why they didn't just wait like the Raiders are waiting.
1: Just wait a couple of years. I know the Raiders probably still already have a worse field than the Chargers right now. I That's a really good point that they still <laughs> have a bad stadium. Like, could you imagine getting tackled on in infield grass? All right, dirt every every time. That would be terrible. I would not want to be an offensive lineman. You seem like you can get rolled up on like that so easy. That lip. There's a little lip. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to do They're that. They're there
2: for three more years. I didn't know that till That's today. That's a long time. Shit. I, I thought it was that like it. this year. It's a really it's long, long time. It's three. I
1: feel like years. construction is like so fast now. Like they built the uh, the Viking stadium in like a year and a half. And there's also like macular. nothing in Minnesota, so there's probably, <laughs> <It's> probably <laughs> already
2: <laughs> space for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I actually heard they actually had like That's Viking and,
0: and Norse uh, gods like to That's uh, why yeah, they built it so fast.
1: The funniest shit was the you ever see like the Wizard of Green Bay or whatever when like he was like like. Um, he took a video of himself like casting magic, and then like cut to the old Minnesota stadium. Just the snow just came and just destroyed the whole stadium. <laughs> oh my god!
0: But yeah, like you, you again, you had like Eagles' chance, and you know people dressed like the Birdman was there yesterday. Um, you saw that dude with the fifty-eight jersey. Yeah, that's hit, always there. It's right, it's that's wild. the Birdman. Yeah, I think he's called the Birdman. I think that's his it's name. It's the worst nickname of all time. It is pretty bad. It's other not than, a good like, name. Uh,
1: Chris Anderson. Or yeah. Uh, is he
0: still in the league? No. No? Are you sure? Are, really? He he's somehow... Sure. Dude, Chris Humphreys... What's he he on, like, Chris now? Humphreys I is on, on the that. Sixers, dude. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And Mecco before he's in the league, too, Let's so go. God so, God Chris Birdman might dude, be still in the league. I had his Nuggets jersey, and
2: it. then I found out that he was like watching kid porn, and I threw it away. Yeah, it's, it. well, it's a solid but movie. But I was like, all about him, dude. I was yeah. a big Chris Anderson fan, all the time. Yeah, I mean, Birdman. I was just wanting shots, yeah. I was all in. I love it.
0: Uh, so, especially uh, when he's playing so, so. with LeBron
1: I love that shit oh my gosh, it, I think that was his last stop right god only knows nah he, he played after that but what Miami Who's Miami, Miami. didn't he go like Memphis or someone like, somewhere I thought he was in Cleveland I thought I, I didn't
2: want to say it because I didn't think it was right and I don't want to think he's just following LeBron around but wait, wait,
1: that's a you, solid career
0: move though like he well, you just he, follow oh, yeah, LeBron James around yeah exactly I mean, It's such a great move like he, was, Dwayne Wade.
2: he last played for the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> I love it. Okay, so but I guess right. he's not now then
1: <sighs> he's probably playing in Israel He's probably a star in his. Uh, him and Amari Stoudemire are probably just hooping out oh there. Oh my gosh! But
0: wrapping up on um, the Eagles, week four, three and one, going into week five against the Arizona Cardinals, back at home. Who all, stink? Who, they. I don't know if they stink. No, they stink. they stink. All right, all right, cool. Well, this is great. So they stink. <laughs> I back it. Breaking news: They stink. Um, they just came out with. They just came off of a huge, you know, momentous overtime victory over the San Francisco 49ers. They had to oh, squeak man. out. Jesus. But um, was that the other four o'clock game? We, I think so. Oh, my I'm, gosh. I'm I wonder sure. who was watching that. No one. Yeah. I, I, don't on cha- I don't even think Charles Kelly was watching that game. <laughs> <laughs> you have to analyze it, bro. Yeah. Oh, no, he's probably breaking down, like, BYU and, uh, like, Appalachian State. No, Troy and
1: LSU. Oh,
0: well, that's a good game to break down. <laughs> Did you see that... Um, Tweet. Troy tweeted at LSU that they're yeah. having us coming. Yeah. That's crazy. Dude, that's, they,
2: they got paid, what, like $985,000 to go or something I crazy love like it. that? And they won. And I they love won. It. Yeah, it's
1: amazing. Th- that
0: would be amazing if schools like that could do that all the time. Yeah,
1: dude, I saw one, it was, like Fox, it was like Fox News, like, wherever Troy is located, I have no idea if any of you guys know, they were like, Fox News, is was like, Troy, we want Bama. And one of the Troy players quotes it, he's like, no the fuck we don't. <laughs> It's like here. I can't shoot myself in the foot. Here's a mill. Could you do it? <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Like when a SEC school loses to a school like that, that's just mega embarrassing. Yeah, me. I
1: know, especially especially because everyone already has this thing where the Big Ten is probably the best conference in the country. I think now. Right now. And the SEC is really getting hurt. It looks. <laughs> are you? Big, are you a Big Ten guy? I'm a Big Ten guy. You know. <laughs> No. I, I've said it on here before. Let's go. I have one favorite team in college football. Who's that? The winning team. Of course. Oh I have no allegiance. That's why the way I like it. I stick my four to four. That's all I need. That's all the pressure I need. Let's go. Okay. I can't do it. I just root for whatever team I want in college. Right. Except for Villanova in basketball. Villanova? Yeah, Villanova. Villanova. That's a good team. You like that one?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but like I said earlier, um, the Eagles are back at home for the next four four out of five at home. That's that's a great little little stretch. And um, the Cardinals are incredibly inconsistent. I mean, they're coming off a win. Again, against San Francisco in overtime, we should be 4-1 uh, yeah. going into week 6.
1: Especially with no David Johnson.
0: Their offensive right. line... Cause we have, I still ha- actually have like nightmares about the last time he played us. Yeah,
1: their actually. offensive line is just terrible. I'm pretty sure Mike Kupati got hurt, which is probably uh, the best offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Um, their right tackle gave up like five sacks last week. Or, oh, my or, gosh. Or against, against the 49ers. Yeah, like, whoever is... Right, Justin Smith or whoever like, is we still have on a, that team. We have a borderline
0: have no elite defensive front right now, so it's like... And maybe Fletch could be back. Yeah, hopefully Fletch will be back. He's, he's, I, heard, I heard they're holding him until Carolina. That's Is totally that funny. I I, I, yeah,
2: that's fine. I'm now. totally okay with that. What too. I need, you had talked about the coaches adapting, and I agree that they have, but the Eagles are still bottom five in teams that on, on blitz percentage on defense. Since week one, they just haven't. They did it to Cousins. And then they sat back against Alex Smith and Eli and Rivers, and I think that's correct. I think those are guys you have to sit back against. They've proven they'll pick it apart. You have to go after Carson Palmer. If Mm -hmm. I don't see them blitzing Carson Palmer, I'm going to lose my mind. That's my biggest. I think they definitely. That's my biggest thing, and that's what I would want to see to prove that point correct. Is that they send you after him because he he can't move. Absolutely, you have to go get him.
1: I love it exactly. Yeah, That's,
0: that's absolutely solid. But again, let, let's keep it going. You know, let's just keep going. Four and one—that's uh, that, that's you taking the reins of your season. Four mm-hmm. and one. I mean, three and one. They got you know, d- despite it being a close game yesterday, you know, they took control. They won the game. They're three and one. They should be three and one. Maybe four and oh, Whatever. They should have won that game yesterday, though. They should have won the game against the Giants, and they won yeah. both of those games. They should win this game too. Oh, uh, they definitely uh, should. So, I mean, you know, you got Arizona this week, and I think it goes and then Carolina on Thursday, on Thursday night. night football, and then you get. 49ers Monday night is the next week. Yes, yeah. is it Monday? I think it's. I think Thursday
2: it's Thursday and Monday. I think
0: yes, Monday against the Redskins after the Thursday against the Panthers. Okay, so the Monday that Monday night game. I mean, like you're at home against the Redskins. So now. you're talking 11 days to prepare for a team
2: you already proved you can beat. Exactly. Yeah. Like these are the exact opposite of the last two. We never win these games. This is a game you win. West Coast team comes east. Right. One o'clock. They're a bad team. They don't have their best weapon. Like, that's a game you win. That's a game everybody wins, and they're six-and-a-half-point favorites.
1: Especially them coming off that big win um, in their own division. You know, we always say, like, oh, you get a big win in your division, you come out somewhere else, you feel yourself. It's a trap game. Mm -hmm. It's you know, it's everyone's favorite. Phrase. Yeah, this trap is the game. Arizona it's trap, game, not there. the Eagles trap. Exactly. Game.
2: Even yeah. though it seems every year our trap game is Arizona, mm-hmm. it's always there.
1: You always have someone like carrying uh, Byron Maxwell like 50 yards on his back, <laughs> or, like <laughs> something like that. But the the only thing and I'll say this is the only thing that would sort of worry me a little bit about the Cardinals is the big play ability from their wide receivers. Right. Which you saw that last week, even with you know the shoddy wide receivers and yeah. in L.A. I almost said San Diego. Um, you still saw a lot of big plays given up yeah, they were yeah but, absolutely mm-hmm. I mean you have a uh, Hall of Fame wide receiver and Larry Fitz and you got uh, Brown who's like a 4-3 four, 4-4 four, four guy Yeah, never plays yeah he, he never he's always plays. hurt yeah true poor guy he had,
0: he had a, a blood disorder though he was coming off of right. really like, it was like a blood disease it was something weird sickle cell anemia no it was not sickle cell anemia and, and it wasn't it's uh, a good guess who was that guy uh, <laughs> Rocco Baldelli he had the, like the uh, <laughs> the mitochondrial disease he was dealing with his whole powerhouse in a cell yeah, it's <laughs> exactly what a in is. Uh, so, so like great. he was dealing with an issue with that. So you know how that that make you up. That's all. That's to your makeup. It's it's making you all messed all up. All right, let's not get too technical. <laughs> yeah, let's not get into into this right now. Because I'll break it down right now. Right, I, know, cool. I know about some cells. I uh, know. I, know. I got so, you. Um, again, last last to touch on in week five predictions. I'm going to start with
1: Kyle. I'm looking at like I don't even know. Thirty four. Is that a football score? Thirty four. I mean, I think you could do it. Do it. at four touchdowns,
2: two
0: field goals. Yeah,
2: we go.
1: had twenty-six points yesterday. There you
0: go, 34-13 Birds. Yeah, not Cardinals. Birds. Okay, cool. I like it. The um, good birds. I like. I like twenty-seven, ten. I think that's a nice, place. Uh, that's fine.
1: I just like seeing Jake Elliott kick field goals. You know what I'm saying? This is. A, I feel like this is going to be where you see Carson Wentz actually throw multiple t- or touchdowns in a game.
0: I think it's Earth's definitely getting a touchdown. I think we're
1: going to see LeGarrette Blount with a rushing
0: touchdown. It's going to be. It's going to be. A Good game for the birds. What do you think, Dan? I like the 13 for Arizona. I think I'm gonna go 24, 13. 24, 13. I like that. So, so we got birds wins all around here. Um, of so course. Next next time, we sh- next episode, you know, when we're gonna be break, breaking down this game against the Cardinals, we're gonna be expecting to be four four and one. All right. Yeah. But you know, the main reason there's excitement right now, it's the, it started as like a low lying excitement, and you know, Joel Joel Embiid gets hurt, and then Ben Simmons is hurt. But then, in the offseason, everyone's getting healthy, and then we trade for them one pick, and then we get Markel Fultz, and then we're like, uh-oh, this is pretty solid. Look at this three we got. We have, I mean, or this four, you know, with Darius Arch, you have Joel Embiid, you have Ben Simmons, and you have, oh my gosh, why am I blanking right now? Mar- Markel Fultz. Oh my Jesus. My gosh, Polkel Fultz. And uh, you, you, you signed J.J. Redick in the, in the offseason, you signed Amir Johnson, and um, which are great additions, by the way. I thought
1: Amir Johnson looked pretty decent yesterday. He, he looked, I mean, as far as a scrimmage goes against your own team. I always, I thought, he I always good thought he was a rim. solid player. And every time I've seen him play in person, seen this, he always plays well against the Sixers. Every time I've seen him down there. But like, the main thing I just remember him from is when he would play for Toronto, when he, like, ripped the ball out of the ref's hand that one time. It's like the one thing that always sticks in my head whenever I think about Amir Johnson. I, I, Which I don't uh, know if it's good or bad. I have I not seen like that.
0: It. It's probably good because he wants the ball in his hands. Like, all right, sure. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to steal the power, like, the, like someone's superstar uh, like power uh, out of it. I think it's like a space Jam. Like Yeah. The you that, could, yeah that could be what it is. Is he a monster? You could we'll find out. All right, well, I love it. But everyone, preseason is here. Um, by Wednesday, we'll be we'll be playing their first preseason game that night. Um, Seeing all these pieces on the floor together. It's going to be really exciting, um, but you know there was a part of that yesterday. Um, if you guys didn't know, there was a, there was a blue it, they called it the blue and white scrimmage. Um, it was like a Sixers intramural scrimmage. They had it down to the plaster, which is really cool. And Dan was there, and Dan's kind of gonna give us a little little glimpse of what it was like to be there yesterday, because I'm sure it was exciting. Um, you know, just take it away, man. I want to hear all about it. Yeah, like I, uh, like I told you guys, I think the biggest, easiest
2: way to explain to people the the gravity of what it was is that this was an Eagles Sunday. This was a two and one Eagles team playing, you know, a four o'clock game, and you still plus your capacity, I think, is just shy nine thousand. Place full on a Sunday afternoon to watch the Sixers essentially practice. Yeah. Um, I went last year. They did. They didn't do a scrimmage, but they did an open practice at uh, what's the temple? Uh, Leah Lea Lea Corrs and it was an okay turnout. But I don't remember sitting there being like, "Wow, this is a lot of people." I remember being like, "Yeah, this is about what I would expect for this." Right. And they didn't even play like half court. Like they just ran some drills, ran some inbound plays, and that's kind of what I expected from this. Now, this was a game, right? Um. They warmed them up. They stretched them up. They split them up, and then they did like three 12-minute periods. They started it at 24 to 24, which I don't understand yeah, the purpose really of it. <laughs> <laughs> What's I guess the difference between that or zero? So it regulates
1: a, a quarter already happened, I guess. Uh, maybe either that or so when people are checking out the box score, I'm like yeah, wow, they, they scored a lot. Yeah, people are <laughs> mad. That the game ended 60 to 59. The pad the stats for the rest of the yeah. Game. yeah, yeah that, those
2: are the only things I could think of. But yeah, that was all weird. But man, like they did it up. They had the Sixer Stixers, the drum line. They mm-hmm. had the Dunk Squad. They're throwing out T-shirts. I finally got a free yeah, T-shirt. Yeah, nice. <laughs> awesome. After okay. an entire year going. Last year, never yeah. getting one. I yeah. got one yesterday. Um, but it was awesome. It was like the first time Simmons dribbled the ball. The place was like on their heels. They're loud as anything. First time Fultz touches the ball, everyone's erupting. Like it's just crazy. Like people have been waiting for this. For months and right. years and it, it's coming to fruition this was the first shot with your own eyes to really see it coming to fruition
0: right and like Philadelphia is like the city of Atlantis like we used to be a, a, a huge basketball city and it's absolutely just completely covered and just like by you know just losing and mediocrity for so many years On tra- salty salty water that that's tears that's not ocean water No, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ocean full of tears um, Pretty much, you know, <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> That's exactly That's what it is. But you know, all these terrible—it's pl- just like Andrew Bynum is is in there, and it's just all, Kwame Brown, Kwame. The, all these players, and I know you could go on for—I for could—I just, could. for I just minutes, start reeling them off. But it, it, you know, it's just like it's time. It's like we've resurfaced. It's like we're back. Like the, the Sixers fan base—it's never left. Like I know Dan was at those games when they were when they were terrible. Exactly. I was at those games. Yeah, you were too. at those games too. You know, it's. We love the Sixers. We've always loved the Sixers. But now, we love the Sixers, and they're going to be very exciting. Yeah, and these fans are going to be rabid. Oh, dude. It, it, I love it. I, I, I totally agree. I think it's going to be like when we have national games. Like they're going to, you know, not only are they going to cut
1: to the cheesesteak like after oh every commercial God. break, but they're going to be talking about the crowd as well. Take us through when, when Joel Embiid came out and he started dancing around the court. What was What was the atmosphere like in there?
2: So um, we use uh, I think it's called like Slack or whatever, and we have like a chat with the whole blog of all the guys, and we talk about like what we're writing. We and we usually just, and we just shooting shit about whatever. And I'm like trying to report to them while I'm there until like it starts, and I'm sending them picture. I send the picture of the guy stretching and all this, and, I, and I'm sitting there counting. I'm writing down like who's on what team, and I'm like Embiid's not out here. And they're like, Is Embiid there? Is Embiid there? And I'm like, Nah, man, he's not here. I said, Damn, like. I know he did, actually did have court five-on-five five stuff on Friday. They said they were off Saturday. And I'm like, I didn't expect him to play. But I did expect him to be there. And then we're just sitting there. And then, like, I wrote in my piece. I said, it was like... You know, I know he's a WWE guy. I know he had the whole Triple H thing going on last year. Like, <laughs> I swear he set it up. Like, he came out the other end. Uh-huh. He had the uh, the, the future, future Wicked song, uh-huh. and he just comes out, and he's rattling his eyes. i got a video I'll show you guys. But yeah. He comes out. He's dancing all the way across the floor. The place erupts. Everybody's screaming at him, wanting him to look their way for a picture. I'm just like, this man. Guy, like,
0: he, he's just got
3: this. He gets it. Yeah. it, it
0: it's
1: like a, a gravitational pull, yeah. is what Joel Beat has. He's like Master Hand in Super Smash. He's just got the fucking whole place like in the wow. bottom of his fucking hand. <laughs> that is a solid like comparison.
2: I love it. Let's but
0: go. It, that's just like... I, I saw the video, too. It, I saw the video of... I think... I can't remember who posted it, but... <laughs> uh, a, or, I don't know. It remember. was all over, the, yeah. all over Twitter. Um, and that, like, that just makes me so excited, because that's who he is. Like, mm-hmm. he, he loves playing here. Um, he loves being here, but on he top of He loves like, being it, in the spotlight. Yeah, but he loves playing basketball, man. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a competitor. Um and like I heard he just rode a stationary bike the whole game or something like that he was just standing there pretty much oh really Yeah, okay. like, uh,
2: he would stand there and dribble he was doing like dribbling between yeah. his legs he was
0: just like throwing it up in the air to like yeah. himself I don't
2: like, think he never it- took a shot he never dribbled on the court
0: yeah I, I- I, I don't know how I feel about that. A lot of people are worried, and I'm not. I think it's just I'm like an worried. over-precaution. Especially thing. What, not... What, what are that. your feelings about that? Like, they've cleared Ben Simmons for everything, but like not Joel Embiid. Like, what do you think?
2: And I go back... I mean, I don't think it's fair to compare the two. Right. I mean, Ben Simmons was a freak thing, and I think that... I of the belief that his camp... Had a lot to do with him not playing, okay. so that he has rookie of the year chances. Ah. And it's been reported that he has like I think like a five million dollar yeah, clause from Nike to win rookie of the year or something. Wow. So like, mm-hmm. he he could have lost some money playing last year for nothing. Okay, and what were you gonna get out of him? You right. Know? He, I mean, he's pretty. He's got an NBA ready body. He's got NBA ready speed. Like he wasn't gonna learn a jumper playing twenty games last year. But yeah, that's absolutely. the only thing you really would have wanted to get out of him. But be, I go back and forth every day. I think they're being precautionary. The more I think about it, you realize the first two seasons that he was here, they didn't let you see him. Yeah. And that's because they knew there was no way he was doing anything. And then once they finally realized year three, he might play, he got some media availability. If you guys remember, they do like the down the shore events. You yep. lock that kid's shot. Yeah, you I You start seeing that. the videos of him. It's like they don't let you out there if you have no chance to be a part of the team. Right. So the fact that he was there yesterday, the fact that they let it out that he practiced five on five half court Friday, that they've now officially come out and said like they're trying to get him ready for opening night. Good. I would put my money he plays opening night. Yeah I know, would I, love you if that happened.
0: Yeah. Uh, well it's you know, what you know, what if he got hurt in that game yesterday? Just say it was a freak thing. I mean yeah, the, what if was,
2: Simmons it, had a freak collision with I think Amir Johnson and we were all and error and you just like, <laughs> No They yeah. like, were all just collectively passing, yeah. <laughs> yes, like, really? Yeah. But
0: it it that, was that's bad. Yeah. It, it is. It is a fear. Um, it's like a thin ice kind of yeah. thing. A
1: Sixers game this year is just going to be freaking cardiac arrest. Wait, yeah. it happened.
0: Like when Volts went down in the preseason. Oh yeah, I, I mean not the preseason, summer league. Yeah, you know that was exactly. not good. No. No, was, well, it wasn't was a good feeling. Yeah, it was like uh, obviously Michigan, he's, he's back now. Yeah, but but yeah, like we're still like over. It, it, when's the first game? The no, 18th. Yeah, 18th. 18th. Okay. at Washington. So yeah, that's a, first off, I love. On the road against a team that you're going to be competing against in the Eastern Conference all year, um, I love that opening game. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Um, they have a really r- like rough schedule to open it up to, which I love because we're going to see what we're made out yeah. of right out of the gate, and I yeah. love it. Like I, I can't wait for every Celtics game this year. Yeah. I, I really can't.
1: You can't really like say you don't like to say like a measuring stick game for like the first game of the season. Right. But just to see you know what you got going against guys like yeah. John Wall and Bradley Beal. Yeah, solid, and everyone, back, really good backcourt. Yeah,
0: I court. love it. But it's right off the bat seeing you know whatever our backcourt is, which, which we're going to get into because I really want to know what your five is. But like, yeah. like what our backcourt versus their backcourt because you know John Wall and Bradley Beal, it's yeah. solid.
1: One thing about him, Be that was encouraging is I saw Brett Brown talk about it. They, we talked about they are letting him do five on five half court. And he just said, you know, the entire practice just changes once we started allowing him to play. It's like when you let a guy on the court to practice with that kind of size, agility, speed, and um, competitiveness and, and, ra- and, range. and range and range and twins <laughs> yeah. and he just he just elevates the entire practice and that's what you just gotta say about him Embiid he's gonna elevate the whole team
0: yeah, and he's the piece of the puzzle
1: he's the, he's the fun like even
0: though he's been here he's like the final piece of the puzzle you can't get him hurt before the season starts yeah. uh, he fits
2: every guy here into their role that's like that's what scares me if he doesn't play. And that's why like I talked to you guys about, you know, I have them probably in like 18-19 ranked in the league for the season like just on expectation. It's uh-huh. so, like, if he doesn't play, not only do you not get out of him what you saw last year, but Rashawn Holmes is possibly a starter. So, love Rashawn Holmes. Not a starter. No. Mm-hmm. Amir Johnson's probably going to be bumped up to, like 25 minutes a game. I want Amir Johnson at like 15 minutes a game. Right. Like, that's the bigger problem is that not only do you lose his productivity, but you stretch other guys out beyond their means, and it's gonna hurt like everybody. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like absolutely, it would be like a like a like a like a Fisher. like an, an earthquake Fisher almost down all the line. Oh, fissure! Down. Fissure! Is it fissure or Fisher. Fissure! fissure. fissure. Yeah. yeah, not Jeff Fisher. Yeah, no. Right. Do you think he's looking for a job? We need a. We, he's like, always cutting shit down the middle. Is the he not still the coach of the Rams? Because I swear oh, that, that's okay. still his team, right? Yeah, right. It's still his team. <laughs> that's right? It's still his team. I love it. Um, Man, well, and like, um, we I know we made a comment about Jared Goff a couple episodes ago, and he maybe looked, just a change of coach—that's all that guy needed, I guess.
1: He looks pretty good. Yeah, he look, does look pretty good. Gurley looks really. Good I mean, too. he he beat. Not the, to start lamenting about the Rams during <laughs> our days conversation. Is this not a Rams podcast? Yeah. Am yeah. I um, in the wrong room? It was a yeah, Rams podcast
2: last week. Yeah. And then it moved to Los Angeles. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We actually we actually Jeff Fisher St. just started it. So yeah. we <laughs> gave it to Jeff Fisher. That's what he's up to. So if anyone fair. was knowing,
0: um, but yeah, um you you put out an article uh, redrafting the process which like we both we both checked it out like yep. it's around it was really today. really interesting um and what i wanted to talk about really interesting jalen brown over ben simmons in your in your redraft i want to know why you think i know i read a little bit about it but tell everyone why you think that
2: i mean it's not to Rose, i started at 2013 A lot of these years they have multiple picks so by the time i get to that draft with Ben Simmons at 16. Right. So I've already drafted. I think at that point I already had six, six players. Yes. Yeah, and all them. Kind yeah, of this things. this is my sixth player. So yeah. and I had said at the beginning, I'm not drafting like talent to move it. I'm not drafting like you know like I am trying to assemble the best team I can. Right. And not factor in like oh I could trade the pick or I could trade a prospect like you know hindsight being 2020 if you go down who I have at that point, McCollum, Giannis, Porzingis, and Bede and Sarge, I don't have a defensive wing stopper. And Bede's obviously a great defensive player, but he's a center. Right. Giannis for how hype he is, and I'm probably one of the bigger Giannis haters still and skeptics. I love it. Though I will respect, you know, his growth, I don't think the defensive end is where he's grown. I think it's the offensive end and the, you know, primary playmaking is where he has enhance his game the most, so I'm sitting there and saying, if I have Giannis, what is Ben Simmons going to do, because right. I don't love Giannis off the ball, I sure don't want Simmons off the ball, I'm going to get myself a defensive stopper on the wing that hopefully can contribute his share of the offense, and you know, it was between what Simmons, Brown, and Ingram, and I, I hate Brandon Ingram, I don't want anything to
0: do with I, him. I, I totally agree with
2: and that. I have a
1: question about that, so when you were doing that, did you also take <laughs> into account that while having all those guys like Porzingis, McCollum, and so on, that we would probably not be in position to draft Ben Simmons even if we wanted to.
2: Yeah, so obviously, I mean, you figure, even if the, you figure, if I think I started with McCollum and Giannis. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously prior not at number one for a couple years, but exactly. it'd be impossible to write the article like yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> it, it is what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I, lo- I love it, though. And, you know, like, again, redrafting the process, you took C.J. McCollum over Zoell in that draft. Uh, Jonathan Dacumbo over Michael Carter-Williams, and, like, uh, Chris Stapps-Porzingis over Joel Okafor, and, like, I'm, I'm reading that. I'm just like, wow, what if? Like, that'd be really cool. Granted, this, like, at the end of your article, and you really wrapped it up great, the Sixers did a pretty good job. Like, you have to look at it and just come away from the whole process. It's views as a su- success. You know, just the players we got. Like, they tanked, and everything happened to get players. You know, yep. to win games, to win championships, eventually down the line. But... You know the first step in that is acquiring these talented players, and they sh- they really did, it- especially the, Dar- the Dario Saric trait is like really like. Um- they traded who? Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton. Right. I just
1: I love that. Like that, mm-hmm. Darius Sarge is a really good. They took team. advantage of a Magic team that thought they knew what they needed at right. that point. And we knew what they
2: needed mm-hmm. and made them pay for it. Yeah. Exactly. I, I Which is just move. crazy. Yeah, I love that.
1: I, I love that a, move. Obviously, I
0: love like them drafting Ben Simmons and Fultz and.
2: Right. Those are easy. And that uh, was kind uh, of my uh, point. Uh, is when I looked at the list, I said, I still took Sarge. When they did, uh-huh. which, like, I wouldn't have thought. Like, I love Dario. I, I but I would have figured, if you're telling me I have all these options, that some team would have nailed somebody in the 11 to 21 range. Like, so many guys usually hit one, two, even three, like, good players in that range. And I was like, he's the best one. Mm-hmm. Like, that wasn't a fit. That was he's the best one. And then even TLC. TLC was, I 24 24. in that drift, you're telling me between 24 and 34 they nailed this French, like tweener guard forward player. It's like, no, they did. Like, that's the insane part. Like, it's easy at the top either to get it right or to be forced. Like, Okafor, you were forced. Like, he was a beast at Duke. Like, he was. Like, we know he was. Yeah. And that night, I was upset about the pick, but still, I was upset. But, like, okay, whatever. He's safe. Yeah. Obviously now we know yeah. that it wasn't even safe, but then I wasn't kicking myself. That. Yeah, right. Porzingis would have been risky. Yeah, could Easy you
0: imagine if we him drafted him. him on draft night?
3: That'd be yeah, a, it would have been the, the I, whole. I, I world don't think would have I'm any happier
0: him. that night than Oak, I think I'm probably pretty upset with both. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I mean, Okafor, he kind of fell to us. Yeah, um, they, the decisions were made in front of us. Um, obviously,
1: it's funny too because I really wanted. I mean, I've showed this to you before that I did tweet back in the day that I would say if if it comes down to it I'm taking Porzingis over Okafor got the proof got the tape (laughs) he's Uh, got the tape and the funny thing is now I don't think this at all but I really wanted D'Angelo Russell because he was just so interesting at the time and the fit
2: I was on that train believe me and I mean he went too so for the purpose of my exercise I couldn't take him Mm because he went before but yeah he would have been he still would have been I would still take him over Porzingis right now for this team Because of fit. I'd rather have... Yeah, yeah, he's like that... I'd rather have a multi-purpose guard that has that... I mean, he's got that dog in him. Yeah. Yeah. He just needs a chance to show which he wasn't going to... He didn't get there, and he wouldn't have gotten there. Yeah. That was a toxic situation
1: for a young kid like that, especially making a huge mistake... Obviously tweeting out about um, swaggy pig and his love life, Yeah, yeah. Snapchat thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah really. I,
0: I think I think he's gonna benefit from a change of scenery this year for
1: sure. Absolutely. I mean
0: considering his backups Jeremy Lynn, I think, right?
1: Oh man, did you see this man's haircut? Yeah, he he's I think they're wild. playing
2: them together, aren't they? Are they? Oh really? I've seen Lynn projected as a point guard and Russell as the two. I like yeah. that a lot. Actually. I haven't I seen mean,
1: Russell Moore as a two ever since he got drafted. Like obviously at Ohio State or is that where yeah, he went to Ohio State, right? I mean, it's, it's yeah, a, it's a yeah, yeah.
2: very similar to Simmons-Fultz kind of situation. Yeah. Russell can play that all. It's, it's really interesting. I, I like that a lot. And you roll them in and out. I mean, Lynn's a big athletic point guard. He's, not, he's no Ben Simmons, but he's a big athletic,
0: lengthy point guard.
1: he so. can shoot, like, a little bit. A little bit.
0: Absolutely. A little bit. Um, so, like, to touch on this, like, Dan is a season ticket holder for the Sixers. um, And I just want to know, like, your feelings. Like, how you feel, like, like what the franchise has done um, in the last couple of years and, like, do they feel like they've got done a good job? Obviously, I think you're going to say yes, but you know, I just want to hear what it what it's like to be a season ticket holder and be like, yeah, this is worth it.
2: Well, so are we talking like as far as the product on the court or like the process of being a season ticket holder? I and that I, like value. I, if
1: you could
0: combine it, kind of into
2: up. Okay. like like,
1: do you see the value of? The value of your money putting towards these tickets, do you think it's worthwhile? So right. so
2: here, I mean, obviously I'm happy with the product on the court and, and where that's going. And I feel they've made a lot of good decisions, and I feel like it's a team I, I want to support. I like the players. I feel like I have connection with the players. Like It's not just like, oh, I'm from Philly, and I'm a Sixers fan, and I like this. Like I legitimately love these guys. Like, T.J. McConnell, like, I'm kicking myself that this week he's going to be doing the live Ricky Sanchez pocket, yep. and I have to go to a bachelor party in Virginia Beach and can't go because I just want to hug him. Me and my fiance got engaged a year ago, and one of the first things we did was went to that Leah Court Center practice and we got a picture of Joel Embiid. She's like showing her ring, wow. she asked him to come to our wedding. <laughs> like like we he would want Joel Embiid. Show yeah. yeah, yeah. There we're still soft. we're still working on it. So like that whole part of it, I'm all in on. I love Brett Brown. I love that he's being given Time, I hope that stays the case. Uh, My only huge gripe with you know personnel, franchises, and stuff like that is obviously Hanky. Yeah, that was that was crap. Jerry Colangelo is a piece of shit. Yeah, (laughs) I don't have as big an issue with Brian. I don't think a lot of it was his fault, and he has done a good job not wrecking. I agree the situation he was given. So I'm I'm fine with him. I have no you know bad blood. For Brian Calandro, but Jerry Calandro can go fuck himself. Yeah, and
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I'm dude. not
2: sure how I feel about you know Josh Harris as an owner having stakes in you know Crystal Palace and the New Jersey New Devils. Devils. Who both stink. So, funny story about that. <clears throat> I got an email from uh, from the New Jersey Devils a couple months ago that was like, "Oh, thank you for uh, renewing your season tickets," and I was like. What in the world? Like, not a chance in hell, man. And then I was like, it's the same ownership group. Like, they prior in the same system. They have the same sales reps doing the jobs. Like, and that stuff, like, I don't like that stuff. I don't like it at all. It's a business. I get it. But, like, and I was just like, I would never get Devil season tickets. I love it. Please don't ever email me again. And they're like, oh, we're sorry. Yeah, obviously, you're, you're with the Philadelphia 76ers. I said, yes, I am. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs>
1: like, so, Thanks. Yes, have a good day. Go for it. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> but so I,
2: we had Flyers season tickets for three years. Uh, I want to say like 11 to 14 I had them. And while they're a lot more expensive than the Sixers, like I felt like they – appreciated their season ticket holders up and down. Okay. Like, one, that fan base is diehard. Like yeah, absolutely. Hockey's obviously, like, probably fourth in the four for four, yeah. but the people that watch hockey are animals. It's a cult. It's yeah. a cult. It really is cool cult. And they would send, one, I liked getting paper tickets. They sent a booklet with yeah. all the tickets. huge one. That's awesome. And they mm-hmm. sent, like, an extra thing full of coupons for the whole season, merch discounts, free food. They had, like, meet the team events. They had all these things. When I signed up, I got a Danny Breer jersey the first time. Awesome. Like. I, uh, one night I got like a signed stick from, uh, like RJ Umberger or something. Like, I got stuff like that. Like, little things that you were just like, yeah, like this, like, I'm getting my value out of this. And right. with the Sixers, like, the the cost is good. I've done a good job with games I can't go. The resale's been fine this season. Obviously, the resale's gonna be through the roof. So, like, that yeah. is a positive. I feel like they're priced fairly. Yeah, you're gonna kill, you're they gonna didn't kill bump them. me this year, even though obviously the value's going up. So, like, that's all good. But, like, I never feel like they really appreciate the fans as much we'll see if that changes this year i think it will change well i don't know you i would have thought you'd appreciate the people showing up last year that's a really good versus if they're if they're accurate saying they sold fourteen thousand five hundred pairs of season tickets and there's not even a single game market for this season Like, what reason do you have to show appreciation you already got our money for the whole year right they could take shit out there and we're <laughs> stuck with the bill like right exactly. like that that's what i worry about no march discounts no food discounts, n- not a whole ton of swag or anything. I got a uh, like I got to go to that practice last year, which was fine. I think two games I got upgraded to a club box, but let's be honest, I could have got those tickets on StubHub for ten bucks that night because right, yeah. they were you know Embiid injury games, You're stuff right. like that. So I'm just kind of waiting to see the interpersonal touch from that more, right. and I'm not sure I'm gonna get it from a Josh Harris-led ownership
3: group. Right. Yeah, just when, when you um,
1: when you got your Flyer season tickets. Mr. Snyder was still the owner, correct? Correct. I think that had a lot to do with it. Of course. He was a very good owner. He's, you know, known throughout the league. Obviously, when he passed away, the whole league, everyone, yeah. all the Flyers alum, That's even great players point. from other teams, you know, he knew how to run a team. Comcast now has it. Not sure how they run their business, but it's probably better than Joshua Harris.
0: Right. That's a great point. Yeah. Solid. I love it. But moving on from that, like, um, we just a couple more things to touch on. Um, it's, you know. Is this a playoff team? Yes or no? Come, just flat out. I mean, with
2: you know, if I'm just ranking the East teams, I, I think they're in there, even with moderate expectations. The East is so bad, like kind of by default. Like yeah, it's not that. Oh, I think that they're gonna blow the lid off and be a 41 win team, but it's like, where do I think that they like? Let's say Embiid plays 40 games, mm-hmm. which we're obviously hoping for probably like 65 yeah. is like the number I right. hear a lot of people 60. throw up. Let's say he plays forty. I still think that they're gonna win like thirty-five. Right. If he plays 40. obviously not, you know, all thirty-five with him probably, but they can win without him this year. Yeah. They can win with Simmons and Fultz and JJ. Like they can win with everybody. And yeah.
1: they they proved that a lot in the in the later stages of last year, especially once you saw I mean, TLC when once he came in, he started to get a little stars. So he got more minutes. They started to really play well together as a group and you know, we were getting scoring from everywhere, everyone was participating. Obviously, TJ was making big shots somehow.
2: My hot take, Bart, coming solely from Euro basketball on yesterday, is that by the second half of this season, uh and is going to be playing more minutes than TLC or Nick Stauskas.
1: Oh, okay. I love it. That was actually going to be one of the questions I had for later. <laughs> he already knew. He foresaw yeah. it. Yeah. And he now. I'm all in. Yeah. He, 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 he looked lights out. Yeah. He looked lights really out. good in transition, pulling up and shooting his threes yesterday.
2: But people get caught up in, like, how many wins are we going to get? You know, who are we going to be behind? Like, look at the East and tell them, like, there are teams that you can just guarantee won't make it. So, like, how many teams would really make it? Like, look, Orlando has no chance. Atlanta has no chance. Indiana has no chance. Chicago has no chance. The Knicks have no chance. The Nets have no chance. That's six teams yep. that I confidently can tell you can't make the Eastern playoffs. And and what are their 15 teams? Yeah. So that leaves nine teams for eight spots.
0: Okay. And then you're you're fighting. Say you're fighting for the eight spots. So you're
2: fighting the Heat. Yeah. You're fighting Charlotte. Yeah. You're fighting.
0: Milwaukee.
2: Oh, oh, Oh. Milwaukee's in Detroit. Yeah. So Detroit, Charlotte, Miami, and us are four teams fighting for three spots. Okay. I I can totally live with that. Yeah. Me too. I don't buy Miami at all. Yeah. They, they, what, I think they went like 31 and 10. At the second half of last season with Dion Waiters leading the way, Deion Waiters is trash. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I agree. I'm 1,000% I'm not on board with Dion Waiters. I don't care what he looked like last year. I've never liked Dion Waiters. I feel bad that I don't like Deion Waiters because he's a Philly yeah, guy. he's a local guy. But
0: not for me. I love yeah. it. But, yeah, so um, kind of wrapping up. Um, I want to just close uh, with Brett Brown. Um, you talked about how much how much you love him earlier, and obviously he's like he's the longest tenured coach in the city right now. And, yeah. Because like there's Ice McCannon all of a sudden. And yeah,
1: I mean he's getting a, another um, upper management role apparently. He's going to be assistant team. GM yeah, yeah, or so something.
0: Did, so did Terry Collins though. Yeah.
1: And, and then, me and my friend were actually talking about that too. Yeah. Because um, like, I hate by the way. Because that
0: game was so interesting Collins. yesterday. You have Terry Collins mm-hmm. playing Pete Mackin- McCannon, and yeah. the, they're both
1: just not going to coach anymore. Yeah, they should have just threw out just like whoever. He's like all right, who wants to pitch today? <laughs> that would be so solid. Freddie Galvis can step on the mound, oh, Yeah, he played all uh, 162 games. Did he? Yeah. Well, good for he, him. He was in every single game. I, lo-
0: I love that. That's, yeah, that's pretty crazy. But, but, but Brent Brown, if you just want to touch on him, um, like moving forward, um, like he's hung – he just seems like he's a really good guy. Um, he always talks to the media and he just always talks um, – he just always has solid, solid ideas. He, he never wavers from his philosophy and he's been pushing it. Ever since he's been here, obviously he's a he's a pop. Um, uh, what's the word? Greg
1: Popovich from the from the tree. Disciple. disciple. Yeah, yeah. Disciple. disciple. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: Um, just like, how do you feel about Brett Brown? Uh, again, I know you, I know you love him, um, but just like, what are your feelings on him? Like at the moment.
2: So um, I think what a lot of people don't appreciate about Brett Brown is that like he has had more on his plate than uh, maybe any NBA coach has ever had to deal with, like. When all your stars are injured, like they've literally shoved him out there as the face of the organization. He's been the one that's had to, like, you know, answer all these questions and do all this stuff that's really not his responsibility. And he's done it in stride with flying collars. And he doesn't, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going uh, to, yeah, he doesn't do that either. But I'm not, he doesn't, he doesn't go against. You know, upper management, but he, he kind of toes that company line. Like, I don't feel like he's, you know, selling me a bullshit story, but while still not pissing anybody off and, you know, possibly losing his job. And right. he's had to be out there. Um, I know, like, you know, we've talked about the, uh, you know, the trips of Sixers fans gone. I know when they went to uh, Brooklyn that he stayed after the game and addressed the entire couple hundred guys that went there, thanked them for going and all this stuff. <clears throat> When I went on the bus to D.C. last year with the three or 400 Sixers fans, he actually put down a $2,000 bar tab at Xfinity Live before we got on the bus. Wow. So, like, as long as you were drinking, like, domestic drafts, like Miller Lights, like, they just kept serving them and we didn't pay for a thing.
0: That's, that's amazing.
2: And then uh, the last bread story I have is so... Um, I guess to be fair to the season ticket holder thing, back to that, I did forget that. So they did meet the team last season at the Franklin Institute, and it was it was run okay. They had you know they had some drinks and they had some food and that was nice. And then you had to walk in and choose between like three things you could do. It was like I think meeting. Like, Ja, Dario, or Covington, I think they were the three. Like, Embiid wasn't around at that point. Uh-huh. The injured guys weren't there. Ben was there, Um and I did get that. But I picked Dario, got a picture of him, and that was cool. Met a couple of the other guys, but the lines were super long. It's hard to get around there. But long story short, we're waiting in line for Ben. It's getting toward the end. We're wondering if we're even going to get to him. We did. Uh-huh. Good story. But <laughs> in line for Ben, right where, like, the heart exhibit is, is where they had Ben set up. Uh-huh. As we're in line— Brett Brown's just standing in there like kind of like just looking around and like I don't think anybody even notices that he's there and I had my fiance stay in the line and I go over and shake his hand talk to him tell him about the bar tell him I had a couple beers on him and stuff and I legitimately believe that he was just honored that I recognized him like, I didn't see people going up. A couple people came up after right. I went up to him, obviously. But I think he was just kind of standing there like, oh, this is nice. And probably keeping an eye on Ben. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> but he seemed like legitimately happy. Like, I like I think he would have talked to me for like 20 minutes. But I didn't want to, like, beat standing out of line yeah, exactly. and get all these people mad at me. But, like, I, I couldn't ask for, like, a better guy. You know he's a player's coach. You know that, you know, he's got the knowledge coming from Pop. Like, He's the whole deal. I feel confident that the organization recognizes that, and that's my probably my biggest fear is Joel Embiid's health and this organization not realizing the gem that they have in Brett Brown.
0: That, that that's absolutely great.
1: And like, can I hear your thoughts on you know how he? How do you think that he connects with the players? Like how do you? What do you think the players think about Brett?
2: He seems like. And it's funny because I, I don't see a ton like I know I see a lot of pictures from Eagles media showing Doug out there doing stuff even when Chip was here you always know, saw Chip running around with that yellow yeah, padded yeah. He's, he's he's like, people yeah. yeah I don't see a ton of that covered from Brett Brett but I feel like Brett's one of those guys that's on the floor I feel like he's probably like very like motivational is actually giving them a lot of knowledge and that's one of those things I think it can be overblown with players, but I don't think it's overblown with coaches coming out of that system. And the players, even the young players, like the Spurs are no joke. Everybody knows what they've done. Even if some of these guys were probably not even born when they drafted Duncan, like they know what that system was. They know how long he spent there. And then another thing that I know they've picked up on a little bit more recently, but I still think is underplayed, is Brett has a huge foreign, like international basketball sets and he's done coaching. I know he like played and or coached with Ben Simmons dad right, from in Australia. Australia and everything. Yeah. And this team has so many people from so many countries. Yeah, it's like a melting pot. Porkmoss, TLC, Dario, Ben, like I think that's important too that he has this like world traveler, you know, diverse kind of culture about him. He's not like a Tom Thibodeau who's probably just been some like slap the hardwood asshole like screaming at AAU kids his whole life (laughs) like I think there's a big difference there I don't think a guy like Tom Thibodeau could bring a young diverse like multicultural group of players together but like I don't know any other coach in the league that I would pick
1: over Brett Brown to do exactly that he has the perfect fit and the players have the perfect fit with him as far as the Euro basketball goes, you said that he has that big, wide reach out there. Do you think that he has a lot of influence on the draft when it comes to scouting these players that they're drafting? Do you think he puts in a lot of work? Uh, not he, Obviously, he's probably not scouting. But do you think he has a lot of influence when it comes to who they're going to pick, especially when they're reaching into the European pool?
2: I definitely think he does, Um, and especially because I don't think what's nice about this ownership group, one of the few things I can find, is that they just want to make money. They don't care. They don't want to go pick players. They don't have their guy they want. So at least they keep their hand out of the cookie jar in that regard, which I like, because I don't want my owner—like, I don't want Mark Cuban— Picking my players, so I think he has to because you don't have all those other voices that lets him be involved in it. I wish I had his name. Maybe you guys will know, but that um, the guy they picked like thirty sixth from Australia, I think he's in Bolden. Jonah Bolden, yeah. yeah. Bolden. Like I guarantee you, that's a Brett Brown pick. That screamed Brett Brown pick, and he looked great in I summer league. I love that. So guy. like yeah. that, that's my answer right there. Is like there's no, I don't think they draft that guy if it's not for Brett Brown. I bet you he had a lot. Of say, in that pick, yeah, I, also, love, I, think that I love these the stash court.
0: guys they get to because mm-hmm. in a couple of years, who knows, like that guy could be coming off the bench and you know get a key rebound yeah. for us. and that's all what it's all about. yeah like it building it, a team. Exactly really all, yeah, exactly.
1: it really all comes back to that Sam hanky philosophy at. Um, throwing a bunch of darts at a board and hope something sticks. Exactly. Like, all these Euro-stash guys are just darts just and, you know, throwing at are And he fits board. the mold.
2: I mean, this league is forever going to move toward positionless basketball. Mm-hmm. He's yet another guy who's like a 3-4 small ball 5 mm-hmm. kind of tweener that, like, you know, like, I hate throwing comparisons around the guys that aren't there yet, but, like, you don't know that he's not Draymond Green. Right. Draymond Green-like. Absolutely. Like, those are the guys you need to win, and that's what The whole trust the process thing was. It's not trust to become the eighth seed, getting bounced by Boston. It's not oh, let's push it to a game seven because Derrick Rose gets her and Iggy's our leading scorer. Right. It's we want to be the Warriors. Yeah, we want to. So you got to find that guy, whether it's Dario, whether it's Ben, whether it's Jonah, whether it's Korkmas, like. You've got to find those guys. Corkwise could be Clay Thompson.
0: I don't know. I, I love how exactly. positive you are about that, too. Because, like, no one knows. so You can't say he's terrible, and you can't say that he's not going to be the great... You know, I, I love that. It's, it's a great point.
2: If you miss on 36, you miss on 36. Every team every year misses on 36. Absolutely. But everything I saw watching Summer League, and I don't know many guys who watch as much Summer League as I yeah. do. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to trust myself on that one. That Yeah, he's raw, and, like, he had some turnover issues, but any guy... Out of college has turnover issues. That was my only knock against Ben yesterday. Mm -hmm. Was that Ben turned the ball over too many damn times in a scrimmage where nobody's playing defense? Yeah, I don't think anyone on the team had more than one. He had five. Yeah. And early he looked hesitant. And I was like getting annoyed that I didn't feel like he was like imposing his will physically. And then that fourth quarter happened, and I'm like, oh, that's it. Yeah. All yeah. Right. He's good. He's off my shit list. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's on the there games. for about yeah. 20 minutes. I love, I love it.
1: Well, a common theme, you know, throughout the NBA every year, it's been said a hundred times young backcourt, you got issues right there. I mean, these guys are obviously, this has never happened before where two first overall picks are going to be on the floor at, debuting at the same time. It's going to be a young backcourt, very talented, but there are going to be some growing pains. Even if they are, you know, LeBron or whatever. And and
2: Brett's echoed that, and that's one of those like not telling the company line things. Like you would think that like management might be like, we have the first pick from the last two drafts. Like go tell these guys we're a second round team. Brett's like, I'm pretty sure he said there's a stat no rookie backcourt has ever made the playoffs. It's like, you, you never know. We'll this, this could go down, yeah. and, and he he recognizes it, so it's an upload a smoke up their ass, but. Yeah, they're, I, tru- I truly, play- playoff that, team. Yeah, just- I team. believe. Yeah, should truly
1: believe that they're
0: gonna break that stigma. Exactly, I agree. Yeah. Um But yeah, we're gonna wrap it up. I got, I have like some rapid fire questions can for you. I, can I plug, can oh, I plug I, one thing before, I or, plug or do it. you do that at the end? No, you plug it right now. Um,
2: so the Round Ball Revolution site, like, there's a ton of content. There's a ton more coming. Like, we made sure to be ahead of it so that we didn't get four days in and be like, so who's got this coming up? There's mm-hmm. so much more to come. Um, but as far as if, like, you're trying to figure out why do I have to read this blog over, you know, a Liberty Ballers or, you know, some of my friends' blog. It's like, you know, we have this, like, mix of, like, people trying to be analysts and people that, like, just like the Sixers for fun mm-hmm. and aren't, like, X's and O's guys. Like, I try and be more of an analyst a lot Um you know, yesterday I went to that scrimmage with the entire intention of like covering it, and then as soon as I got there, my phantom overwhelmed me, <laughs> and like awesome. my notes are shit, and yeah. I'm like, uh, okay, whatever. I'm just <laughs> gonna have, a, I'm just gonna take a bunch of videos of Ben Simmons. Like every time Ben had the ball, I'm just like,
0: what, what's going on? I'm just on my
2: phone and pray, But um, you know, we're gonna do game recaps. We're gonna do like the hardcore stuff. A lot of these guys are, are way more knowledgeable than me, especially with, like, international basketball and stuff. Like, they really dive in. There's already a Luka Doncic oh, piece on sad. there. <laughs> already on there about why we need to get him. So if you're already looking for next year's draft, if you're a lottery party guy like I am there's stuff. But there's one piece um, I, I believe the guy's name is Ed wrote. And he will tell you that, like, he's, you know, his bio says he's not an X's and nose guy. But he wrote a piece Like, naming what guys on the Sixers are what Game of Thrones characters. Like, that's the kind of abstract (laughs) fun stuff that I eat up. And I I told him directly, I said, dude, this is one of the best things I've ever read on the Sixers. It's already on there. It's one of the first pieces we put up. Like, if you want, you know, diverse content, like, if you want the analytics and you want the game recaps, they're going to be there. But if you want, you know, some fun off the cuff, not so deep divey stuff that's just fun, that's gonna be there too. I think that's
1: where we're really gonna show yeah, and I think that's really where, you know, the media in this day and age with the internet, that's really where it's going. And I like that you guys are really getting out ahead of that. That's really cool about the Game of Thrones. I've honestly never seen it's pretty unique the the redraft the process. That's a unique article. I've never seen anything with the format like that. Uh, I'm probably going to read that Game of Thrones article. It's pretty funny. But. Yeah, we're both, we're both
0: Thrones guys. I'm more of a, like a, a younger Thrones yeah, guy. am a like, noob. I'm a noob Thrones guy. Um, okay, don't read it yet then. It's spoiler heavy. Okay, so then I'm careful. not going to read yeah, that. Yeah, you caught. have to
2: be caught up to date to read that piece. Disclaimer, so yeah, no one gets mad yeah, at me. That was a good disclaimer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Solid <laughs> disclaimer. Yeah, thank you for catching me. Because uh, I was
0: going to I was gonna totally read that. Because the guy in the chat was
2: like, I'm up to season
0: six. Can I read it? I'm like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But, gotta be, you gotta be current you yeah, gotta be current absolutely so like it's gonna be like a, a must read every, every day for me and Kyle I know because we're, we're basketball nuts but you know if you guys are just looking for something out there Roundball ball revolution um, it looks like they're really doing things the right way um, but again um, I just wanna wrap up with a couple like rapid fire questions sure. for, for uh, Dan and just like you know they're just little little, little things um, just for a couple last... I have
1: a couple questions but they're not that rapid alright
0: you wanna go first uh, you can go first alright um, new uniforms what are they are
2: they fire? <sighs> it's a of question. Uh, so uh, as you can see, I have last year's blue. Yes. I like this year's blue. Uh-huh. I like the red like shadow. I just ordered a false one cool. uh, with the red shadow. Cool. So I'm all about that. What color? Blue. I yes, the blue. With the, yeah. Okay. Um, I can't wear white because I look like a marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I don't mind the red, so I have last year's red in false, which is why I got the blue for this year because yeah. I have blue and beat I have blue Simmons already. Uh-huh. Um. But what I'm upset about is the alternates, man. The alternates suck. I wanted like an all black. That's I wanted what we something. said. Yeah, I needed like a like a blackout version. Like we talked I, about it. Yeah, I needed a blackout version. I needed something. It, it still could be on the
1: horizon. I was gonna say like the same exact format they have for the blue and white one, but just make the base color black with the red drop shadow. That would have looked sick. Dude, they have red
2: shirt. They have black shirties of like the new shirties, Like. Like like I love that one too. That yeah. old school AI black like that was my favorite jersey. Yeah, was the black AI era jersey with like the stars with the mm-hmm. swoosh yeah. behind it. But like I saw yes I saw guys with shirtsies that were like the
1: black player jersey. But this stuff round, like just make that the damn jersey.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. I don't even care if they wear it. Just right. make it so I can buy it. <laughs> yeah, because I was confused at first because I thought that that was actually their Christmas Day jerseys. So yeah, so did I. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It's the script. Apparently so. it's like an ode to the We the People thing. But um, why
1: don't you? Why don't we alternate? All, all sure. right, first one I had was. Uh, JJ played about 28 minutes on the Clippers. What do you see him playing realistically on the Sixers?
2: It's gonna be tough because I think a lot of people are getting carried away thinking that he can be like a two-three tweener. Like he's a two. Yeah. He's an, he, especially like this day and age. Like I don't want him guarding threes. Right? Mm-hmm. So like it's gonna depend. I think that they're gonna do a good job staggering Fultz and Simmons. I honestly don't think that you're gonna see those two on the floor together. Outside of starting together, right? Except possibly in the end game stretch, but it's going to be situational. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if Fultz is the odd man out in end game situations, especially early. It, well, Maybe yeah, he so. gets there. Like I see Simmons as a like last four minutes of the game guy easily already. I'm not sure Foltz will be yeah. there. So I, I actually can, have one of those questions. I could easily see <laughs> Reddick being a guy that's closing it down, like a. Uh, Probably like a
3: <clears throat>
2: like a uh, TJ Reddick Covington Simmons Embiid is your you know three minutes to go with the lead kind of kind of defensive team
0: yeah mm-hmm. I love it but uh, all right so Fultz or Lonzo? False. Yeah,
2: okay, I love it. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm the biggest Lonzo hater. Yeah, I, sh- I don't think that uh, shot's gonna translate at all. No, I watched um I watched a compressed game of their preseason yeah, game. Treasure. And and I, so I was loving it. Every second of dude, him. How just, are you gonna
0: get ripped by Jeff T? He team? got
2: ripped by Jeff dude, T. Jeff dude, T he isn't thought he was so slick
0: as <laughs> shit, dude. And <laughs> Jeff T just like NBA jammed,
2: just swiped him right at midcourt. Like, he didn't even have to move. He just hit the button. And he's just standing dude, Why still did with Lonzo the ball. just like
0: fly? Too. He like he, he was just like because he's just, just looking for the highlight. I do That's not. That's all I
2: that kid not like is, him. man. He is never going to be. He's not a competitor. Like, like, like I think it was. Drastically overstated that he was a leader at UCLA. Yeah, like I don't know, man. If he was just a team player yeah, on a bad that team. That team was good. He had talent around him, yeah. and he was and he was good, and he did fine. That that was yeah. all fine. But he wasn't this world breaker leader like locker room guy. Like I don't buy any of that, and it's only going to get worse out there. Right. I'm man. not. I'm not in.
3: Yeah,
1: the next one I have is that during the offseason, Amir Johnson has made it a point to lose actually lose some weight and work on his three, um, in the grand scheme of our defensive scheme, do you see that helping or hurting him in whatever role he's going to be playing? So do I think him working on his three-point shot affects
2: the defense?
1: Losing weight. Okay.
2: Um, I I mean, so if all things go right, and Embiid plays 60-65 games at 28 minutes a night, mm-hmm. I mean, I have Rashawn as, as his backup. I have Simmons as the starting four, and I have Dario being the guy that comes in and kind of spells him, or maybe plays with him, but I don't like having Simmons and Dario together, because I don't think, same with Redick moving to the three, I don't like Simmons or Dario at the three. It has to be Dario, I guess. Yeah, I, don't, right. I don't know, but I'm not sure that Amir Johnson factors in as much as anybody probably thinks he does. I have no problem with him. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, he only makes teams good, but he does it in small doses. Um. I'm going to say at his age and his size, I'm sure a little trimming is probably not a bad thing. A lot of guys, when they work out up to the season, do trim now and then kind of reset once they get into their like routine. Right. So we'll see if it stays. It may just be one of those things where gearing up. I mean, these guys put in a lot of work. You hear everybody saying that. Everybody on this team has been in the gym prior to training camp. Uh, they, so love they love it. They love it. could just be a product of the team and, and him being out there helping these guys work. Um, you know, we'll see if it keeps up. I don't see how it could be bad.
0: Yeah, I agree. Hip hop or Franklin. Oh hip hop. Yeah. Dude, what's up with Frankl? dude, why Frank- is he Franklin? a dog. Franklin. Granted, why was hip hop a bunny? Like I get it, but it was kind of like a hip hop kind I get of like hip hop. Yeah, he hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I was Franklin- I
2: was all in. Uh Franklin came crawling across this like the, the row in front of me yesterday and I was bugging out. Like I wanted to run. He does look scared. No, I'm not a fan at all.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh no. Um, <laughs> that whole that whole era. Hip hop, the jerseys, I feel like most people are not about it. That I uh, I'm all in. Bring it all back. I love it. Early 2000s, everything, come back. Yeah,
0: Aaron McKee, er- Eric Snow, just get back here. All
2: right them oh, guys, Matt Iger hey, Iverson can be the eighth guy off this bench. Oh. I, I mean, don't know. That, that, he, yeah, might be, he might be dehydrated. Boy. I mean, if he doesn't
1: show up, he doesn't show up. That's fine. But. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, um, With the current personnel and the positionless basketball, um, when we're when we're up against teams that are like the Warriors, that are a lot smaller and they're going to stretch the floor, shoot threes, could you ever see Brett Brown implementing a 3-2 zone with our defense?
2: Uh, I mean Brett's creative. I think he'll do a lot. I mean, a team like the Warriors, I don't, I don't think you can run a three-two zone because they're too advanced and they'll pick it apart. Um, I don't want to jump the gun, and I don't know if you're gonna ask me this, but what I, where I thought you were going with that was gonna be like small ball five guys. Oh, Okay. Uh, I actually am pretty sure yesterday for at least a little bit Ben was out there as the five. Really? Uh, with the blue team for a little well, bit. Six so. eleven. I think he was with Amir. But I saw him down, like, under the rim while Amir was kind of out with, like, a four. So I think they were kind of looking at that. And I am I think him and Dario both have small ball five potential. for yeah. Dario was doing it in EuroLeague. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think he can do it. And I, I for sure believe that Ben Simmons can do it. So not not the question. But I'm all in on Ben Simmons at a small ball five.
0: Awesome. Um, so this is my last question. Do you have anything else? Yeah, right. I got one more. All right. Um, so my last question. Um, it's a thing we've been talking about lately is, what's the worst shirtsy you've ever owned? Because I know his, um, I can voice mine if you want, but I want to hear what the worst one you've ever the owned. The worst shirty yeah. I ever owned? Because, like, you know, you it's a good go-to. It's like, you know, the, the person that's pl- playing well at the moment. Like, you may
1: not it. even have to be the Sixers. Like, you don't, yeah, exactly. Any oh, yeah, sport, so I don't man.
0: have many, I haven't had many Sixers
2: shirties. so. Um, I mean, I guess it can dep- really depend on the worst. I would say, like, I would kind of go by, like, I got it and then didn't really, like, wear it. Um, I'm a huge Iguodala guy. Uh-huh. I, I back Iguodala, I know the city doesn't, but I love uh, yeah. Iguodala. Uh, this this probably isn't really gonna fit, but my buddy got me one, and I think it was a gag gift because I think he might have already gone to Golden State at this point. But uh-huh. he got me like a yellow Nuggets Iguodala shirt oh, that so ugly yellow, though. like piss yellow. Yeah, I know I, ne- I don't think I ever wore the thing. I think it sat in a closet for a good year, and I threw it away. It's um, so solid. Like like the old school Nuggets. Ago, like yeah. The rainbow. Uh, yeah. On it Or something. <laughs> uh, that was absolutely brutal. Uh, that was pretty bad. And then. I don't know if I have anything. More. I think that's probably the worst one. I'm trying to go down the line. No Phillies ones? No. Nah, I mean the Phillies when I was buying a lot of shirts. They were all. You know those years where everybody was good. Yeah. Absolutely. You J-Roll. Could, Ryan you could, Howard. Yeah, you couldn't, yeah. I never had anything Jimmy Rollins. Uh, I always liked him but I never loved him. Yeah. And right when he left, I, I was gonna buy one of his jerseys on clearance because then I was like, yeah, this will be fine I can wear it forever. And I was still like, no, nah, I can't do it. Uh, the only other the only other kind of weird one I got and I thought I would wear it a lot. And it's not that I don't like the guy, but I felt bad wearing another team's shirtsy, and uh and I just didn't wear it, was I got a uh, I actually think my fiance got it from will we'll probably be mad hearing this, but you guys asked. I got a Jared Allen Vikings shirtsy. I love <laughs> Wait, Jared Allen, normal. and he's 69. And right. I'm like, this is going to be so cool. But I was like, I don't want to wear purple. And as soon as I got <laughs> it, I'm like, I can't wear purple. This is weird. Like, right, just doesn't look good on me. And I don't really want to wear a Vikings shirt. Yeah, like yeah. I don't like the Vikings. So like, right. a total bummer. Wanted right. to like it, but just... Yeah, I, I thought you liked
0: the Vikings because this yeah. is the Vikings podcast. That's yeah, why we, ha- that's why we had you on. No, I came on for the Rams. When are we gonna get oh, yeah, to the Rams? Yeah, that's yeah, right. right. That's a really good point. But okay. like to touch really quick, I don't know how I, I acquired it. I don't know if it was like through high school, like I found it in the locker room. I own a Samuel Dallenberg shirt. Jesus so Christ! Oh. I can't. First of all, I can't. Is that a Seton Hall one or? I can No, it's Did not. I get a? I might
2: have got a buy. I have a one. I think I got a buy. So we could throw that out there. But I don't regret a thing about that because I was all in. Yeah. So I was all in, and it's still a great thing to talk about. St- I wish
0: I still had it. I'd wear it now just to be ironic. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that is, uh, it, it is ironic, ironic now. That would be funny. Yeah. But Kyle's got one last question. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, I did, but then I remember we already talked about it. I love it. Him. It's, it's, fun. it's totally time. fun. Um, yeah. I was reading know, it and I was like, wait, we yeah, already talked that about it. So let's talk about it anyway. <laughs> um, I was going to ask from – it was speculated that TL, or that Korkmaz was going to play some games with the Sevens in the beginning of the season. With the injury to TLC, did you see that helping him get – it onto the NBA roster and to have a lot more minutes. Not right away. Yeah.
2: I think I think he's he's doing no matter what. I don't think the TLC injury is serious. I think uh, I'm pretty sure Embiid came out and said that like if the regular season started tomorrow, or I think he said the NBA finals for right now he could play. Yeah. So he's even said like mm-hmm. he's trying to sell their cautious. Like TLC at least warmed up and did stuff yesterday. Like I didn't know they were holding him out mm-hmm. until like the second quarter. I'm like, have we seen him yet? My buddy's like, no, he's not playing, and I'm like like he had a jersey on like Embiid walked out in like a gray tank top and he was holding a blue jersey so he would have been on blue and and TLC was on white so they were the inactive so it was 9 yeah. on 9 um I didn't even realize he wasn't actually playing so I think he's like a much more like healthier scratch like okay. thing so he's going to be fine I'm sure he'll be on the active roster but I could definitely if I'm betting I'm not betting against TLC even though I'm not big on him like most people are. Yeah. I'm betting against Nick Stauskas. Yeah, I totally mm-hmm. agree with you. And, and it's sad because I loved the deal. Like, even that trade was ab- absolute garbage for the Kings. And we would have won oh, that deal no, no matter what. Exactly. But I wanted Nick Stauskas. Like, yeah. you could have not had the first. And I would have loved the trade to get Nick Stauskas. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to back him and trying to back him. And I'm, I'm out now. Yeah. I'm totally out. So, I, w- I would think that's going to be that's going to be the guy that loses the spot. They could deal him. They could probably cut him at this point, and I don't think there would be a whole lot on the books for him. I mean, maybe get like a trade exception or something. But but I think Stauskas is going to have a really hard time, and Cork Maz will probably be the beneficiary of that. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say it, but I have a really bad feeling that TJ McConnell's not going to get much minutes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's really realistic, and I believe that, even though we all grow in the love him, the tenacity that he plays with. Obviously, when he's out there on the floor, he's making plays, and he he looks like he now belongs on an NBA floor. But just the circumstances with our talent r- level rising, it's just they're gonna you know. be
2: all in on Bayless. And honestly, if maybe not for any other reason than to move him, you have to get value because he could be a piece that you move at the deadline. You know, to a team that needs you know like a Cleveland who's gonna probably need a point guard help. When Rose goes down and, yeah. you know, now that Irving's gone and who knows if IT plays. So, like, if nothing else, you may have to play him just to get value. Right. Um, and then maybe TJ can fill the role once he's gone. But um, the one big thing about TJ everybody talked about was wanting to see him improve his shot. And it looks like, from what I saw, they said he went 5 to 10 yesterday. But, man, when I saw him out there, like, I don't think I saw him hit a shot. He still has that middle schooler uh, jump shot. He's, yeah, and I mean, he just he doesn't shoot like within twelve like feet. He's still not putting it up. Sometimes, right. I just saw the same TJ as last year, who I love, but he
1: on this team, he's he's just yeah. not. He's not more than like a ten minute. Yeah. yeah. Right now, I think he's just really taking on a leadership role. Yeah. Giving the guys a good look at practice. I think that's really what he's there's taking n- on.
2: There's no way that he is not. Greatly beneficial to the development of Markel Fultz as far as a primary point Absolutely. guard a great and finding his defense. Yeah. Right. If nothing point. else, if he can do that, yeah, then they'll do the rest. Got nothing that. but love for him.
1: Yeah, and it's crazy to think like we're we're sitting here talking about TJ. He's like he's like the wily veteran we're talking about. He's a third year player. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's really it's what the process does. Like yeah. a third year player. The process like, changes Ancient. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be it. We're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Um, thank thank you so much, Dan, for you know you having, having us me. over to your home. I can't um,
1: believe we didn't sneak any Covington talk into this. Yeah, it like, wrote, now, wrote, now I just think about it because yeah, he's we,
0: he's beyond the point of needing any.
2: Like, yeah, he, he's, he's just all, Covington, he's, he's a defensive a, player yeah, of the year candidate. He,
1: he's solid. I'm I'm with that. percent. that's all that needs to be yeah, said. Yeah, that's it. Hell yeah, There's I love to, it. Nothing to talk about. But yeah, it's been great, man. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely.
0: But thank you guys so much for listening this week. Make sure um, you follow Roundball Revolution at roundball underscore rev on Twitter. Make sure you follow Dan at Mandorgan on Twitter, Instagram. I'm sure you have Facebook. We're, I'm not on Facebook. Twitter is
2: a, at Dan says that.
0: Dan says that. At Dan says that on Twitter. At Mandorgan on Instagram. Boom. We got it. Um, that's it for this week. You know, uh, Sixers. Uh, Sixers. Uh, Eagles 3-1. and one, um, Sixers preseason starting on Wednesday. Hopefully we're talking about a big Eagles win. And we're going to be four-in-one next next episode. Yeah, and we're going to be able to talk a little uh, Sixers action. Actually, Absolutely seeing this product on the court. I can't wait. Um, we're, all, we're all fired up. But thank you guys so much for listening this week. Um, take care.